0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the human energy field with our very special guest, Connor Boardman of Middle Earth Crisis Podcast.
1: What's going on, lads? All <laughs> how right, Connor kind of lad? You all right. right, mate? Can you hear us all right? Yeah,
0: coming through just fine,
2: mate. Coming through fine.
1: Loud and clear. I've got to warn you, right, I've got some plumbers in, so if there's some banging, right. that'll be them, not me, for, if, for a change.
2: If there's some uh, disturbance in the warp.
1: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. If my Gellerfield did not in, then that's it. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, we're to a strong start. <laughs> that's it.
0: So, how's things going, man? And how's your podcast going as well? Tell us a little bit about how that's going with you and Paolo.
1: Decent, yeah. So, we recorded a show like three weeks ago. I've got that thing where I hate listening to my own voice. So, it oh, takes yeah. me, I have to build up to try and like edit, edit it, you know what I mean? So, I'm working on the uh, my confidence on that. And I'm going to try and, uh, oh, there they are, if you can hear I'm going to try and uh, work my uh, confidence to try and do that. But um, yeah, we, we've been going off quite a key lately. We've been talking about Warhammer Fantasy Battle on the podcast lately, going back to 8th Edition, because, yeah, 8th Edition Warhammer Fantasy Battle, we're a bit bored with uh, Age of Sigmar and 9th Edition at the moment, so yeah.
2: Well, I've been, um, I don't listen to many podcasts actually, but obviously I listen to Dungeon Pugs and that. I've been listening to you guys as well, so I've got a few questions about Age of Sigmar and stuff like that to, to throw at you when we're ready. Yeah, yeah. How are you lads anyway? How's this going?
0: Really good, thank you. We had yeah absolute blast. We had we did a big recording session yesterday with uh, we had quite a few people come in and out. That was a lot of fun, and we spoke to Stephen for a while, and uh, we were talking about how, among many other things, how. A lot of war gamers don't like to play backwards editions like they do with RPGs. So it's funny that you just said you've moved from Age of Sigmar back into Warhammer Fantasy because we were saying last night how that's quite a rare occurrence for people to do. People yeah. war gamers tend to want to try and stay at the head of the game in that way, don't they?
2: Yeah, because Steve was saying he'd moved to Kings of War just because yeah. he, you know because it didn't exist anymore, and I was like, well, it does exist. You just you know.
1: yeah totally yeah. <laughs> It's one of the things, is it? Like you've got to get like a group of people in on it. Like you can't just do it on your own. Like, yeah. Yeah. and it takes a big investment as opposed to what I produce, where you just get like a book. You need like your movement trays and all that shit. I guess it's not too bad if it's King's Awards Wave, but even still, you got to get your books off of eBay and all that. It's just it can be a bit of a pain in the ass, but I feel like it's worth it with Eighth Edition personally. And even me and Paul are even thinking of playing sixth and seventh and stuff. So, oh we'll man, but my
2: my long-term opinion has always been that sixth edition. Never played it, it, yeah. Do you know what? It's probably the best version, in my
1: opinion. That's cool. Okay. it's interesting.
2: Well, I've got some ogres. So, I, I, think, I think they were out in 6 weren't the ogres? They they first came out in 6th edition, yeah. They got their first army book. so.
1: Sound. I was going to try yeah. and run them as Dogs of War, but if they've already got a 6th edition book...
2: But... Yeah, they've got a full codex, but, I mean, it's quite thin on the ground because the range wasn't really that wide. So, you've just got your main troops and a couple of characters. You've got your Noblars and that, but... Do you have um, like lead
1: Because that's pretty much what I'm just gonna be rocking yeah. Oh okay so yeah, I'm rocking some lead belchers and I like the uh, I like the look of like a uh, ogre heavy ogre army. I think it looks pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, they're beast big metal plates. Is that is is that codex the one with the Karl Kopinski artwork on the front cover? Yes it is. Oh, I love that shit, mate. The so ogre it's, artwork's
1: it's... mint in it. It's so yeah. good. Any of that artwork any of that eighth edition and six edition artwork's fucking top for one of Fantasy Battles though.
2: I mean, because I'm a, a an older <laughs> Warhammer player, I, I remember, you know, those those books coming out in 6th, and the exciting thing was, you know, because we hadn't had Ogres as a full army before, or even as new models and everything, um you know, new armies didn't come along very often, and still don't really, I mean, Games Workshop have treated us to a lot of different 40k armies in the last kind of 5 to 10 years, but new fantasy armies didn't come along very often back then.
1: Right, okay, weird, yeah. 'Cause it's, it come come yeah, so it's I was literally <laughs> just gonna say it's, <laughs> mad, it's absolutely mad.
0: I am enjoying the um the new Head and Knights of Slanesh stuff that they're doing for Sigmar. They're pretty cool, man, the Mermadesh and all uh, the armoured armoured guys with the big top knots and stuff like that. I'm really enjoying them, they're proper cool.
1: It's got a cool aesthetic to it occasionally, but I, I don't know. It's just something about age Sigmar. it just it doesn't like rock with me very well. I think, it, I think it's supposed to do with the artwork because I'm personally not a big fan of it because it looks quite, um, I think it's digital, the word you'd use. It just looks like it's on a computer as opposed to where you know, like John Blanche's is like, you can see like all these fucking pencil marks and all that yeah, shit. I just, yeah, I just yeah. like it. There's a little bit more like personality in it, I think, but it's each to their own in it, I guess.
2: <laughs> all right. So because you just mentioned that, this, I've, got, I've got this down as one of the questions that I want to ask you. And it's quite a broad question. But, and I know loads of people have, have kind of talked about it already, but I just think they start the ball rolling. With the move from the old world over to Age of Sigmar, obviously I can guess that you think it's not a great move. Uh, if you're talking about playing eighth and you know, not fancy Age of Sigma. But what do you think, if you could kind of encapsulate it, what do you think has been lost in that transition? What are the biggest things mm. that, you, that you feel are the, uh, that have been put to one side?
1: I just like for me anyway. I view Age of Sigma as a completely different game to Warhammer Fantasy Eight Edition, like because it's it's a skirmish game for one. I'd probably uh, like I'd say it's more similar to 4K. It's just a fantasy version of 4K in my mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just it's just a completely different game, isn't it? even like aesthetic wise, it's it's pretty different now than it is uh, than it used to be in what 2013 or whenever it was the last edition was. So yeah, I just think it's a completely different game. Um, but- I, what I think's lost, it's just like. I feel like the, like the like the sensibilities of like I don't want to say like punky, but I feel like it is pretty punky. It just you know the grim looking and like like old school like sleek of it. It's just like gone. Um and yeah, just like I like a bit of a rank and flank game. I think it look it looks cool. It looks old school. Yeah, just I just I feel it's a completely different game to be honest. Well, what what do you what do you guys think?
2: I, I was just curious to see what you thought because. There's a lot of people say they prefer one over the other but then when you try and tie them down to why they can't seem to put their finger on it
1: yeah 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 because different game in it I, well i don't know i just think it is like you can't really compare the two
2: i think it's yeah i know what you're saying it's a it, it's a very different game you know mass battle game the, the, the mechanics are very different the aesthetics as you've if you said are, are, for me the most notable difference and i can't knock the modern artwork because some of it is fucking brilliant but it's very high fantasy.
0: Yeah, one's high, one's low. That's the real difference for me. One's mm. high fantasy, and if you just prefer low fantasy, you prefer rat catchers crawling around in the gutters and dying of cholera, then you're going to go for the old world. That's, that, to me, yeah. that's what it comes down to,
1: really. Yeah, yeah. Like the individual stories of the old world, Age of Sigma can never recapture those. Like, like a witch hunter going into like a town and try to like catch this little necromancer, little motherfucker. Like, there's no such thing as like that in the Age of Sigma, is there? No, no. Because all um, like realms and all that. I don't even, yeah. I can't even keep track of it. It's, it's
2: weird though, because I think they're trying to get those classic Warhammer stories, like that C.L. Werner, Witch Hunter style books, you know. I think they're trying to implant that into Age of Sigmar now, and it and it sounds, it feels really weird that they're trying to give the new game some of those old world sensibilities. Shoehorn.
1: It's probably yeah. for people like us though, isn't it? I get, like, yeah, Henry's yeah. just shoehorning in it, trying and make us, people like us like, interested in it. Which, I don't know, it just, it just doesn't, I don't know, there's something no. weird about it. it. It's like that new Warhammer
2: quest that's coming out, I mean, the, the, the minis look fantastic, and the, it's basically like, you know, dungeon bash, and it might as well be in the old world, let's be honest, it might as well be fucking Middenheim or whatever, but it's not. And the thing that it lacks is, that they've taken this old world idea, this game, and just planted it in Age of Sigmar, it's got no context.
1: Yeah yeah yeah, definitely. yeah And I
0: think there's a lot of like video games that are set in the old world and a lot of other media that GW do that's set in the old world. Even now they're releasing new games for the old world setting. So they're drawing fans, new people who are going, "Oh, this setting's cool." And then they come in to buy the models and they're like, "Hang on, what's the, what the fuck is this Age of Sigmar? This isn't what this isn't what Vermintide looks like on on my PC. Like how can I buy into this setting?" But then there's no, there's no real way for New old world fans, if you know what I mean, to buy into that setting, apart from to have stuff like Curse City and this kind of transplanted uh, idea into Age of Sigma.
1: That is weird. I didn't even think about that, Henry. Because yeah, because there are no new like triple age Sigma games, are there?
0: Yeah, yeah. But think how popular Vermintide is and Total War and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Good
2: shout. Weird. I mean even look at Blood Bowl, um, and man, they've managed to keep that the in what's effectively wow, yeah. the old world, even though they argue it's a parallel old world. Oh, um, really? Oh jeez. Well, that's <laughs> it, but I'm surprised they didn't bring out Blood Bowl as like' Age of Sigmar Blood Bowl. But... Do that.
1: They could do that. But yeah, again, I think it lose, like its uh, sensibilities. I just don't think it'd, it wouldn't suit it won't suit would it. It's just what are yeah. gonna like a fucking American football realm, like get you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, when you think about blood bullet, it it's
1: ridiculous. Oh yeah, totally. But it's sick though, so I'll let it off. Oh right, yeah, well. it's <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> so it's really just a matter of taste, is what we were saying in answer to that question, right? It's just a kind of uh, subjective kind of matter of uh, what you prefer.
1: Yeah, I think so. I guess,
0: I mean, it doesn't have the history to it, it doesn't have the same GW tongue in cheek context that has been built up over the past few decades.
1: Yeah, I don't think it ever will. Yeah, yeah oh, no, I don't think it ever will. Yeah. I even think modern 40k has lost its tongue in cheek, um, like thing to oh. it, to be honest. I-, I think 40k started taking itself way too seriously a long time ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- yeah especially the, the, the fluff defo, like like what henry said before it's gone from low sci-fi to high sci-fi if that's even a thing
0: yeah yeah that's even a thing yeah yeah it is now Uh, (laughs) but yeah but what i liked about the old world fantasy old world is you've got these parallels to things that we are familiar with like kislev cafe you can say oh that's fantasy poland that's fantasy china you know you can actually kind of relate back to an idea if i like the the aesthetic of a certain country I can go to the Warhammer Old World and find something that fits with my my preferences and then play that on field that on the battlefield and Age sigmar Sigmar is like what well, water elves and like high fantasy Space Marines there's no real life parallel that you can draw from I don't think
2: well well let's not forget that and you've mentioned it on Middle Earth Crisis before Connor when you and Paul have been talking that they've changed everything because it's to protect intellectual property you cannot yeah. have high elves because they were basically Tolkien and whatever. So now you have elves with an A and, you know, Luminous Realm Lords and all other sorts of fancy names because they can protect their IP. And So I guess you kind of blame them for that.
1: Yeah, totally. They've even done that with 4K as well, haven't they? Like with mm. the Astra Militarum and all that. Not yeah. yeah. And you probably get like the hardcore GW fanboys and stuff saying like, you can't call them Imperial Guard. And it's like, like <laughs> seriously, just get a life, man. <laughs>
2: All right, so my next question is, and one of the things I like when I'm listening to Middle Earth Crisis is you do spend a little bit of time talking about, you know, the painting side of it and yeah, you know, like painting that. techniques and actually modeling and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so in terms of models, the, the the synopsis of my question is, is bigger better? Because GW are doing a lot of big size models, you know, a lot of big monsters, a lot of big characters. Do you think that's a
1: good move or do you think that's not um i think i think gameplay wise uh i'd probably say no um just because i like the look of 40k when it's like squad you know when you've got squads so mm. like i'm playing you probably hate this for me for me playing this but i'm playing Primary springs at the moment um, and I'm just doing like, I've got like tons of squads of five and like no vehicles or anything like that, and just like squads of five and dreadnoughts. Because in my head, that's, yeah, that's the way I the, love 40K, exactly yeah, literally that's the way I picture marines on like the battlefield or whatever yeah, man. fighting just like dreadnoughts and fellas. So, nah, I, I'm just not like big of a fan of it, but I say that. But I've got like two wraith knights at home, you know. But <laughs> I've, I've not, t- I've not touched them or anything, I just wanted them because I like power rangers or whatever when I was a kid. So, there, there, there are some pluses, it, I guess, it gets people. It can get people into the game, I feel like. And there's definitely things where you watch them online, and people have got like knights with Imperial Guard, and you've got, you've got Eldar with like um, Wraith Knights and all that. It definitely draws people in to the uh, 40k hobby or the my hobby. So I do appreciate it for that. But my personal taste is I haven't used anything bigger than a Land Raider in probably like fucking seven years or something. Wow. So that's
2: probably it. <laughs> yeah. So you haven't been tempted to go out and get a Magnus or a Mortarion or
1: yeah, they're just not feasible. Like, I don't, know. I just don't play play big enough games. I think big games of Warmer right. just don't work. Like right. I haven't, I haven't got four hours to play a two thousand point game, and I haven't got the money to fucking or the time to play like collect and paint that much stuff. So I'm all right with my like fifteen hundred points, and I'll get <laughs> like a little yeah. dreadnought every two months or something. Like I think I just think that's that's the kind of way me and Paolo like play 40k. It's very like it's a very. I think that's a very like weird way of playing, but that's just like our personal taste. So yeah, in short, I do like the look of them, but I wouldn't use them. That's fair.
2: That's fair because there's a lot of them coming out more and more for Age of Sigmar. You know these big, ultra detailed. I mean, you've got to give credit to GW for the the, the design and, and the complexity yeah, the of, the of these plastic amazing. models is beautiful, and you can't knock yeah. that. But I look at them as they're more like ornaments than playing pieces to me. Imagine trying to paint
1: that. That's like, I'm not a great sad. painter. I just couldn't fucking do it. I mean, like, I definitely appreciate people who can paint, and I'm going, that's fucking cool. That. Like, right. What's next? Like, just don't know. It's just, it's just like, it's mad, isn't it? It's mad. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm not like fucking hundred quid. Like, that is nice. enough. The, the, the price of you, I don't want to fucking moan on your podcast, but I do that. <laughs> for, I do enough for of mine. But like, the, the price of this shit is, it's just going mental now.
2: Do you know what it is? It's, it's interesting you mentioned price because I was having a chat with someone the other day, a pal of mine and uh one of his other friends was trying to get him to play star wars legion right and uh and i was like that makes 40k look cheap yeah so it's not that gw aren't the only guys knocking out really expensive models like anywhere you go to get the, the song of ice and fire minis aren't cheap um star wars minis are not cheap do you know what i mean it's like it's an expensive hobby no matter who you're buying off
1: you won't think that, though, would you? Cause all it, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to say all it is is, like, 3D design stuff and then you print them. But because I don't know what goes into it, to be honest. You probably know more about that than me, Jamie. But it just, se- it just seems, like, way, way too much, like, I don't know. For me, anyway, especially when you, when you see stuff from China and that. Like I've got like I know people have got stuff from China and it's just so much cheaper and the the quality of the resin's like top notch as well.
2: Yeah, I, we um me and a few few of my pals got um some Russian um Forge World stuff. Oh yeah. Um a couple of years ago and to be honest, I was getting some Tao like big 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 gun drones and stuff and they were beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Um a Fraction of the price as well. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean I think for me the biggest thing about the plastics and the pricing is GW's inability to move away from points equals pounds so how can you possibly charge i don't know 20 25 quid for a character when the amount of plastic involved is so small compared to a 30 quid squad like that's just bonkers and they've always overcharged for characters
1: i think that's the thing of like a person's only ever going to want one of these as opposed to like a tactical marine squad where you could you could get like three of them I th- I th- that must be included in the price somehow Because especially with like special characters and stuff, how many people are going to have a Magnus? Like, not many people play a Thousand Sons, and then how many of those players? I don't know. Yeah, that kind of thing. I don't know. But what they're doing
2: basically is they're making you pay more money to have something that's better on the battlefield. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a very, it's very smart because people pay that shit. I paid for that shit, you know. So
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost pay to win kind of thing. Yeah,
1: it it is. Yeah. To a degree, I
2: think so. Yeah. 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 Definitely.
0: You just do what I do and just go on eBay and uh, try and find second-hand shit for cheap. All all of my bits and sprues and stuff here are all second-hand stuff that I've got for half the price.
2: The thing is, the hobby's been around long enough now that the secondary market is just awash with stuff. So anyone who's who's a bit savvy and a bit like is willing to be patient can always pick up a deal. That's the thing. Yeah, man. And it, it actually boggles my mind who walks into a GW and pays full price for shit nowadays yeah <laughs> but lots of people obviously do
1: you're going for like a paint occasionally oh i really need i really need this color but then again i like fanboy free or whatever's around the corner anyway so oh but your local you know your friendly local is stores like around the corner so i'd rather just go to them but yeah it's weird isn't it people have made like like uh livings off it like you, i like oh, without doubt yeah yeah like monster merchant and all that they like just that's their job in it
0: yeah, monster yeah. merchant's oh, great you could, yeah shout out you those could guys
2: spend, you could spend you could spend all day buying and selling GW stuff and, and, and not run out of time. Do you know what yeah I mean? totally. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, right, so my next question. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, um, go on, move on. And and you've uh you've already hinted there that you that you're running Primaris. So the Primaris issue, the GW's um, basically scale change on Marines from um, their previous size up to now, how how do you think they handled that? How how do you perceive that
1: that change I I like them, me. I think because because I I never really played Marines before, and then when I got back into painting in Ninth Edition, I wanted something that was low model count, easy to paint, and just you know easy to fuck fuck about with model wise. So essentially, Primaris were like pretty much perfect for me to use. Um, the, a little bit of an issue I had with them is that they were trying to replace them with they were trying to replace those mini Marines that everyone had, yeah. um, but. I think recently with the 9th edition codex, they've kind of made up for that because they've given two wounds and all that kind of stuff. But I think this is kind of like a last hurrah for the Mini Marine thing. I think they'll yeah. get rid of them um, in 10th edition or whatever the new codex is. So I think this is just like a scheme from GW to like, oh yeah, Mini Marines are sick. Look at all these Van Gaal veteran stuff. Buy and buy and buy and buy them. And then all of a sudden like, um, they'll click it and then oh, it's gone. That's uh, a... <laughs> that's like what do they call it legends or whatever
2: yeah 100 percent. i mean i was surprised that they found their way into the most recent codex yes yeah. space marine codexes have been coming out thick and fast but i think whenever the next marine codex comes out it won't have many marines in
1: no which is such a shame because the reason why i like space marines is because i like terminators and i like dreadnoughts and i like lan i don't really like aggressors or i radically caters or i don't i can't remember the names of them mm. they've all got shit names as well just yeah just like the style the style points have just gone down from the the um, primaris the, again they've got like i'm gonna keep referring to about what henry said because i like it it's just gone from like low to high sci-fi kind of thing yeah, so well. it's shit yeah. really in it but
2: i mean how, how else could they have done it because let let's be honest the problem was the marines were too small
1: yeah totally yeah Everything but, else is too small though, as well. Like you can't, I feel like you can't do one without the other. Um, because like how big is an Eldar Guardian? They're fucking massive. They're, they're like seven foot elves, aren't they? Or wherever they are. So even then, I feel like it's you, you've got. I know it's a slow process, but like I think a lot of the Aspect Warriors are from the nineties. So you've got to pick and choose really. Oh man, the whole
2: Eldar range is is so overdue and uplifted. It's crazy. It, yeah,
1: it really. It, I, I'm I'm an Eldar player like through and through. I've got I've got Harlequins, Dukari, and Jukari Fucking hell! I was listening to fucking. <laughs> oh man you're gonna have to edit that out i've got uh yeah dark eldar and halakins all of of them so yeah they're like my favorite and like i can't actually play them because the models are just like fucking so shit so it really upsets me Harlequins is a little bit less but the Drakari um the He did it as well He did it as well so i'm all
2: right (laughs) yeah the the dark eldar stuff i mean when that when that range got redone uh back in whatever it was fourth or fifth edition 40k it, those models are, are lovely, man. They're great.
1: Yeah, the problem with Dark Elder though is like for, for me anyway. I, I just find them really um intimidating to model and paint and stuff because they're quite. Yeah. Th- I don't know. They're, they're just beautiful, aren't they? And they're like very small as well. So they're very flimsy. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I've got like I've got like shit big painter hands, so I'm not really good at that stuff. So I'm just gonna <laughs> con- I'm just gonna fucking put loads of on Marines. Oh, sorry, wait one sec. Right, sorry, boys. I've got everyone knocking on my door today. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone can even talk about k So, like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, basically, yeah, what I was saying is, I mean, how else could GW have done it? The Marines needed to be bigger. Uh, should they have just had the balls to say, look, here's some bigger Marines without all of this kind of new background that had to kind of force in?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah Oh, God. I, I forgot about that as well. That's just, yeah, that's pretty shocking, isn't it? Yeah. I just. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense to me. Like, this, they're just redoing like the most popular army. I don't know what they're gonna do with the fluff like I think there's gonna be no be. I think there's gonna be like a second heresy kind of thing. Um you know, with like this, like the split. Instead of obviously, instead of it being Horus, whatever, it's going to be like some mini marine dude versus the Gilliman or whatever. I don't know. I think they're going to have to do something like that for it to actually make sense or something. I wipe out the mini marines in fluff. You <laughs> know, like you know, like Thunder Warriors did or whatever, like the same kind <laughs> sure. of thing. That's yeah. why. That's the only thing I can think like how they do it, but I don't know how they do it better to be honest.
2: I mean, to be honest, I think they're just, as you said before, I think they're just slowly forcing them out. Um, I mean. Most players, even if they got upset and they got like, you know, really distraught about it at first when they were resizing the minis. And I think most of those guys now have just, and girls, have just bought big marines. And their mini marines are just gathering dust anyway. So I think most people have switched over naturally. There's only a few diehard people who refuse to buy any fucking models, playing with the old stuff. And to be honest, GW is probably thinking, "Well, fuck them. They're not buying anything anyway." Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You're right. Yeah. And that was the problem with Warhammer Fantasy. No
1: one was fucking buying anything. That's why they dumped it. Yeah, defo. I think, but the but I feel like there's some things that they can't replace, like ter- like I saying again, Terminators and Dreadnoughts. I don't know what they do with them. Because there's, I don't know. Well, you've got a new dreadnought. Yeah, but yeah, but it's shit on it? it. Yeah, there's like no
0: boxy dread, mate. No, not,
1: but, mate, yeah, one of no, no but i, I mean... If, drops,
2: I, I, it. We might love that boxy dread, but you look at it, and it, I mean, it is boxy. I mean, it is. By oh, I, I, dreads, I bought not...
1: three of them, mate, when I started Marines. I love yes, them, right. mate. Just, there's just something about them. I... Yeah, they look sick.
2: I of understand why you would buy one of them and not buy a plastic Contender.
1: Yeah, that's that's better. fair enough. But I, I, no, I well that's I think that's down to like personal taste again. I love that boxy Marine look.
2: But then your Primaris Marines next to that old style dreadnought,
1: they kind of be much different in size, are they? My captain's nearly as big as him, like <laughs> exactly. Wow. The, I call him the I call him the loaf. He's fucking huge, man.
0: <laughs> but one thing that sucks about the uh, replacing the Marines is that you've got to now have Primaris Dark Angels, Space Wolves, Blood Angels, special units. Like everyone's got their. How many how many collectors had a Space Wolves army and they've done all the conversions to make them look like Space Vikings and now all that stuff is useless and all you've got for Primaris range is the like RTB like just the standard looking Marines there's there's nothing there's, there's no character to any of them yet so that's really what's going to draw people in I think
1: yeah I don't think like Thunderwolves and Black Knights and all that stuff
0: yeah White Scars all all the sickest chapters are yet to become Primaries
1: well I guess
2: yeah they all are but it, it, they will they will expand. Uh, the, the range in uh, better. unique box sets. It'll be once the old box sets filter out. So, I mean, you know, the say, for instance, the, um, the Space Wolves. I mean, once you get rid of, you know, fucking Grey Hunters and, and Blood Claws and all that kind of stuff, once they are actually no longer available... Yeah, you, you will get like uh, probably some weird dedicated space wolf reaver style unit and they'll be called
1: young wolves or some shit you know what i mean <laughs> got, like, they're, they're doing that with kill team aren't they there's like yeah. a, there's like a special reaver squad I've, I've got them they're pretty cool to be honest but oh, i'm cool. quite excited for stuff like that though like the like what like what the future holds in a kind of weird way like i want to see what they do with it and if they fuck it up mostly because that'd be quite good um <laughs> yeah i mean have you ever, have you paid like a mini marine recently though I oh, mean I I haven't painted anything for years, so <laughs> Yeah. I just I even painting them there's such a difference. I think there's a difference in like it must be just a difference in the, the dates though, innit? Like the the um they been I think the primaries are just better because of how long ago they released compared to the old school stuff. It's just mad. Yeah.
2: I mean the one thing that the, the release of the primaries marines one of the good things about it is the scale is far better so in terms of the you know heads and the fact that the old shoulder pads from the mini marines fit on primaris it it means that they were obviously way too fucking big for the little ones True the though. heads fit as well yeah. which is pretty sweet yeah so they, they they were they were obviously they were almost chibi style the old ones when you look at them because they had Massive pads, massive guns, and massive heads, and the rest of them was tiny. So I think
1: looked, did they do look great? Like I think like that—that that is what you think in it. That kind of scale with like the longer arms and like they, they look very like sleek and fin- like finesse almost, yeah. which is kind of what you think in the fluff in it. they like in the fluff, they're just like ridiculously dexterous. De- uh, like they got good dexterity and all that kind of stuff. So
0: yeah, they're all sword fighting and shit. Proper super soldiers.
1: They couldn't do that with that fucking super boxy armor, on, could they? But yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so so changing
2: track very slightly, and obviously, and here you're talking now, and and, I, and I've listened to the, your podcast, so I know your thoughts on this a little bit. But for the purposes of you know uh, people who are listening to our show, getting your opinion, uh, the modern game, forty K and Age of more, um tends to push towards a more competitive build and a more t- tournament environment. Um, I mean, do you think that's something that is really prevalent in the new game? Is it something you get into? Is it something that you allow
1: to affect your games or is it something you actively try and avoid? Um, I think, yeah, overall, it's definitely made a massive impact because I think it's built into this edition, which is probably the first edition where that was a thing. You've got, like, secondary objectives and primary objectives and all that kind of thing. You get to choose them. Um, But personally, I really like that because... (sighs) As, like, the old school used to be, it used to be okay. You roll a mission, you control one, two, three. There's five objectives. You've got to control half of them or whatever at the end of the game. Sound, that's pretty easy. Or you got to kill each other. But in these new ones, you've got a little, like, twist throughout the game and stuff. Um, I know people, some call it, like, Drunken Commander or whatever. But in, in in the game, it feels, like, super dynamic. So you're not just, like, it's not just, like, a pitched battle, you kind of like, you know, going in and out of stuff. He's like, oh, okay, I need to go over there for this. And, oh, but if I go over there? You know, that kind of thing. So, I yeah. think it makes the game more dynamic, personally. Um, but, yeah, I think that natural competitiveness in our games, it doesn't really affect it just because of the people I play with. But I can yeah. see if, you know, if you didn't have that much of a friendly group or whatever. I can see it getting a bit cutthroat and a bit, like it can definitely put a sour taste in someone's mouth when it's like, I've got to go over here. Why have we got to do that? Like, that's just stupid. But like, for us, it's like, I've got to go over here, Right, OK, that's another thing for me to do. And you, you're going to try and fuck me over, aren't you? And you're like, yeah, yeah I am going to try and fuck you over because I want to win too. So it's just, you just want cool shit to happen. Like, and I think it gives, it, it gives you more opportunities for cool shit to happen.
2: I, I agree that the, trying to force a more kind of dynamic flow into your average game is something that GW have been trying to do all the way from like third, fourth, fifth, with the release of battle missions books, you know, back 20 years ago, and you know, um, and having you know, unique missions in um, source books and stuff like that, and you know, even chapter approved that was really good at the beginning of eighth edition for you know, releasing variant missions and stuff. I i get that, but what I think I really um, meant was the way that if you are gonna, if you don't own any models and you were getting into GW or you're getting into a new army. It's so easy to go on online, you know, Reddit or whatever, and 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 look at the effective tournament list and just buy that. I,
1: I honestly, for this conversation, I feel like it's definitely down to who you're playing with. Yeah. If you, if you haven't got any mates and you want to get into Warhammer, then doing that and then going down to your local GW, you might be alright because everyone else might be running that. Yeah. Um, but I guess if you're playing with your friends, then hopefully like those people might give you some guidance on doing that like that definitely happened with one of my friends that when they got into it and yeah they first started and i was like we'll do some 500 point games and he was like yeah but i'm gonna get like 2,000 points well i'll play this list and i was like nah you're fucking not you're gonna, gonna play 500 <laughs> points i'm gonna i'm gonna give you this list to play and he was like, okay, cool. And now he loves it because it's like I've I've put him in that mindset of like, this is this is a fun game for both of us, not just yeah. for one of us. So let's just like there's like a it's like a gentleman's agreement. I know it's a pretty stupid term, but I can't think of anything else on the top of my head. Um, no man, I, yeah. I, it
2: makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's just that kind of thing. You've got you've got I think you've got to be comfortable who you're playing with, and you've got to have a conversation beforehand if you don't know them.
2: I think I mean I've had friends who 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 have drifted into that kind of more competitive mindset of 40k and and I wouldn't have considered them and I still don't really consider them competitive people in terms of games you know but I think something about the modern game almost kind of um, ambushes you into competitive builds and competitive play
1: yeah I think well, yeah. It, I, this, so this is this is a bit of a weird conversation with me because I've only played with Paolo, obviously, because of the um, restrictions on uh, the UK at the moment with lockdown and stuff. It's you're not really being able to play like other people, have you? Um, but me and Paolo, have like we're we're pretty much just pure infantry based and like thousand points, and then we'll just like, roll around the mission. We'll just get on with it. So for us, it's not affected us too much. But I can definitely see what you're saying with that. It's yeah, ambushing you is it's just forcing you into. Um, that competitive nature of it, but again, like if you if you're if you're asked about it, then just like just just like reduce the amount of um, like rules it's giving on you. So instead of playing all three uh, objectives, just do like just do two of them or something. Like I don't know, it's so hard though, isn't it? Because if you if you if
2: you've got a mate who is is gone out and bought what he thinks is the cool shit because he's read it on the internet, it's cool, and then he rocks up your house with his models, and you realise what he's taken out of the case is a is a fucking broken tournament list if you feel bad saying um you kind of play that mate and he's like well i've paid money for it and i painted it and what, what do you want me to do you know what i mean
1: well if you that... do like that then we'll just go oh we'll just do 1500 points and you've got to take some you've got to take some of your fucking broken shit out like you, you've got to do take two spot out because i feel like that's the fair way of doing it if you can be a cunt about it and be a cunt back you know what i mean
2: yeah <laughs> that's i mean that's good advice for any game isn't it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
0: That's... How much of that um, competitiveness that's baked into the new rules goes back to what we were saying earlier about the kind of pay-to-win aspect of it and charging pounds per points? Like, do you think there's some kind of correlation there between the two uh, aspects of, of the new new versions of Warhammer? Uh,
1: that's a weird question. I think I'm going to say no, just purely because in that in that edition they reduced the amount. You actually have to play with, Because so, you know cause they reduced the, they, uh p- pop the points up, didn't they? So for this, I'm gonna say no. But normally, I'd be like, yeah, fuck GW, but I'm actually <laughs> gonna be like, to be fair to them, I think in this case, I'm gonna say, yeah, they've done an alright job at that.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So another another change of tactic here. A bit a bit of a bit of a dreamless, bit of a fantasy thing. Um, if GW brought out anything new tomorrow what would you like it to be
1: oh mate new aspect new eldar new activity warriors and all that shit I, I'm, I'm i'm fine with the grab tanks because they look fucking sick i love the prior prism i love yeah. a wave serpent but give me some new dark reapers that look like dark reapers and give me some fire dragons that look like they can fucking destroy a land raider uh yeah i just don't know maybe even sorry well maybe even new aspect warriors like that'd be cool right. you gotta make you gotta make them cool but yeah
2: we, we, we've had a few over the years haven't we i mean i remember um what, what's the ones that forge world is shadow specters yeah yeah they're yeah. pretty
1: smart
2: and yeah yeah they're pretty cool um i mean i don't like any model that moves around on its own scenery
1: but no, I agree, that, yeah, yeah but oh, mate, pretty cool. That's, that's bad at the moment as well
2: that is bad yeah
1: it's the worst every fucking character jumping off a motherfucking Holo, every single Harlequin is jumping off a bit of fucking race bone.
2: There's a thing, especially about big characters as well, that bring their, their little diorama with them everywhere they go. And that's what I was saying earlier about them looking like ornaments and that. It just Yeah, yeah. They, they don't look like they're they're meant to be in the middle of a battle, you know? No.
0: They could do some banging new warp spiders with a cool like effect of them coming out of the warp or some shit like that. That would be cool. Yeah. Love warp spiders, man.
2: So rather than bring out any any new faction no no nothing you just want redone aspect warriors
1: focus on the shit you've already got like <laughs> fucking hell, there's the shit from the night you still in your game get a fucking grip like come on do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. <laughs> that's fair that's fair like well if right okay if we're gonna say something new then you know what i really like you know those did you read the horror heresy books the, the first three ones i can't remember which book it is but you go to a planet with like fucking spiders on it that are like yeah. bipedal or all right yeah. I want to see them as like a kill team or something. That'd be fucking sick.
2: Do you know? I mean, we've been tred to quite a lot of new factions over the, the over the last couple. Well, that's kind of three editions. We've we've had more factions than we ever had. You know, including the reintroduction of some classic factions. You know, Gene Stealer Cult and Ad Mech that people wanted all the way from bloody first that we never got. So I mean, the the forty k they've been treating us with quite a lot of new stuff anyway. Harlequins as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I've said this, I said this kind of last year, but I think squats are on the horizon, I think. Oh, I knew
0: you were going to say squats, mate. I was just about to say that. I knew that you were going to say
2: squats. I, ju- I just think they've teased it enough now, you know, with a couple of characters in in uh, Necromunda and and uh, little bits of fluff hints here and there. I just think, I think it would have come out already if it wasn't for uh, uh, the the global situation. I, I think next year we'll see squats.
1: Oh, I'd hate that, honestly. <laughs> Why would you hear that? Because to, to me, they just—they're not different enough. To they'll play like Imperial Guard or they'll play like Space Marines. Give me, give me nah, something different, man. I can't see them playing like Imperial Guard, man.
2: Honestly, they will nah—they'll nah, give them like weird land trains and tunneling vehicles, and they'll—they'll they'll make all the, the the stuff really unique. They won't just bring it out like it used
1: to be. I but th- this is what I do remember when dwarves came out in eighth edition with that new army book i was fucking buzzing we're like, oh we're gonna get like mechs and all that shit and they came out and he released like a a double gyro bomber or something i was like oh is that it he's just giving me that <laughs> I, I feel like it i guess it's i guess where are saying it's a new range though in it so yeah yeah okay that's fair enough but i don't know i
2: felt sorry for that dwarf line because oh, that was God. right ne- <laughs> That was right near the end of Warhammer Fantasy. Same with the Elves as well? Yeah. <laughs> like that. And I think they almost just brought them out because they had them sitting there and they just thought, you know, we're going to blow up this world. We we'll better bring some models out, you know? Right? Make some
1: fucking cash quick, <laughs> boys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think now what else could come out in 40k. I like the idea of updating the new stuff. Like the Orc lines. Most of the Orc troops are fucking old as shit, you know? I'm sure there are Xenos fans out there who want new Orcs.
1: I think we know, talked so. about this on the podcast um, about Orc boys should be like harder than they are. It should have like yeah. two wounds or something or like toughness five or something
2: but then okay so you do that then right New primaris have got two wounds orcs have got two wounds how long is it till you've got to give everything two wounds
1: I think I don't think it should be played on d6 I think it should be played on d10 give everything for give marines three wounds give aldar two and give I think two wounds should be a base stat. I think anything with one wound should be like a grot or something I think I think, two, I think I don't know I know that's probably like a stupid thing to say because I am not where it really worked out in my head but I think that's the way it should work it should I do like D6, but D10s are fucking smart, and I feel like the percentage-based kind of system will work a lot better for 4K. Mm.
2: I think you're just increasing bootkeeping during the game if you've got to keep track of wound tokens and stuff like that. And And I mean, you could argue that you don't need to give stuff more wounds if you just give them better toughness and better saves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. That was a problem with the Marines, though, in the in game. Marines in game were just, you know, uh, mini Marines in game were just so shit because they had one wound. The save does the saves weird at the moment because, you know, the way armor piercing works, it reduces your save instead of you either get it or you don't like you did in old editions. And that Mm -hmm. really hampers the way that like a three plus save is, is kind of a bit shit. Like, it's the wounds that really matter, the wounds and the toughness that really matter. So that's why I was just saying for Orcs, they should just make them two wounds. I don't know. I just feel like Orcs are, like, um, they're one of those things where they should be, like, pretty menacing. And when you see, like, an Orc boy, like, he could just get chinned off pretty much anything in the game just because he has no armor save or anything like that. So I think I'm a bit of an Orc fanboy, though, so maybe that's the reason. But they're just not not threatening or anything, are they, like, when when you see them. It's kind of like a like a joke, but in the in like in like the, in like the fucking fluff or whatever, like they can chin a marine pretty fucking easily. Yeah,
0: they're supposed to be beasts, aren't they? In the yeah, world? man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: like eight feet tall and all that, but they're just in that weird pose, like where they're like twerking, and it's like, oh god, it's just <laughs> embarrassing. I mean, that is an old kit
2: now, though. I mean, that that is an old yeah, well old. old.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but imagine though, like ox like the size of knobs, and then you get like a knob who's like fucking like towering above everyone. I think it, I think it'd it'd it would look my... cool, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like that legendary orc from the fluff that's like the size of a planet or something, like the world's biggest orc. All that shit, mate. They should lean into that a little bit more, I think, for sure.
1: Yeah, like that. Like, I know you hate that Thracker model, don't you, Jay, uh, Jamie? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I
2: don't, we haven't even got time for me to get in. Uh, the uh,
1: Walking like JCV. Uh,
2: honestly.
1: Yeah, it's a bit. I don't mind it to be honest, but I think, that, yeah, it does. It does look a bit weird, but I like how big he is. That, like, like to me, that's how big he kind of should be. He's like a fucking. What is he like? Size of a Redemptor Dreadnought or something? I think that's cool. Like, like, like uh, Henry said, there should be the size of a fucking planet if he's the hardest dude ever. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Massive fuck up bigger than like... better, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I really like the um, fucking all the uh different orders like the Ordomalius and the Hereticus and stuff, and the way that they kind of ex- exemplify the grimdark element of Warhammer, like the the missionary models and the little acolyte models with like the little Vox speakers and they're, they're holding up the scrolls and there's like candles on their shoulders and shit uh, that's, that to me is like pure Warhammer and that's that's the project that I'm doing at the moment um, I'm, I'm looking at a bunch of models here that are like just out of shot of the camera here and it, those are all the stuff that appeals to me the most is like the missionary guys and it's just it's just one dude with a book and a, and a last pistol just like oh praise the emperor you know just like get chinned immediately those those, those are the things that I love the best man they're, they're the greatest ones it's
1: very really John but, Blanche, isn't it that kind of thing yeah
0: exactly yeah man that, that's up my street that is
1: yeah yeah but it's interesting
2: that those those models inquisition has been kind of left out of the game for a long
1: time mm, yeah, that is weird no man yeah i think th- there's he did a, well, quite a couple with sisters, didn't he? And um, Gene still have those like weird oh, my drills going again. Sorry, lads. Never no problem. You have those like uh, like those weird elite choices where they're like thirty points, and it's just like a dude like with Henry said it's a dude with a scroll who's got like a chainsaw, yeah. and it's like what actually yeah, does that yeah. guy do? He does nothing, but he's pretty sick though. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm um I've got a uh two groups of um sororitas, battle sisters. Nice and a bunch of missionaries, and I got a sprue of Slaneshi demonets off cheap off eBay, and I'm going to combine the battle sisters with the demonets, and I'm making, like, chaos sisters. Dude, that's sick. That's my project at the moment, man. So I'm, so I'm going to have a few units of them, and then a few units of, like, chaos militia backing them up, and everyone, lots of scrolls and candles and shit. Very very chaos undivided, you know.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Real shit, mate. So I'll have those ready to come down and play with you and Paolo at some point. All right, dude.
1: Yeah, have you seen uh, Jack Colster Browns doing that kind of, doing some of that stuff, innit? there? Like Blanchitsu kind of thing. He's knocking yeah, out man. some great models.
2: I've been at what he's doing on Instagram, and, and there's some really cool stuff. Yeah, he's really
1: nailing that aesthetic, even in his drawings as well. I think it's I think it's yeah. pretty smart. Those yeah. Are yeah. Australians,
2: Australians, man. man they're, they're just
0: yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. he's got a knife of Australians for, for sure. Shout out JCB, dude. He actually sent me a bunch of bits while I was chatting to him, and... Uh, about this project that i'm doing and he's like oh i've got a bunch of like guard stuff that i'm not using so i've got bags full of bits and sprues that, that he sent me uh, like last week or something that i'm putting together for this so can't thank that dude enough man he's really helping me out with this uh this
1: project he came around to mine for a painting session and uh, i think in three hours i seen him paint the trousers of one of his so i don't know how i gonna <laughs> paint all that guard man because <laughs> i just lost it by leather and i'm like mate you barely even touched it Yeah, but how good were the trousers, though, dude? How good Yeah, you're all right. I'll give it that. you, (laughs) are all right. (laughs) All right.
2: So, I I know we haven't got you for too long, Connor, so I didn't want to let you go to deal without at least quizzing you briefly on um, the role-playing side of things. But to keep it Warhammer, I want to quiz you about Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay because... You know, I, I know you've you've looked at it, and you know you've said some nice things about starter box and and stuff like that. So I mean, what what's your experience with it? Have you played it? Do you enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I played it. There's another podcast called Grognard Files if anyone's ever heard of that. And I went to that grog um uh, well, God, I don't know, maybe 2017, 2018, and we played it there. Um, I think it would have been fourth edition. I'm trying to look at Jamie for some like nodding on I don't know what <laughs> edition it would have been. Yeah, fourth. Uh, yeah and it was fucking it was it was sick it was like it was a beastman and some fellas and it was good because it fe- i felt like i was gonna get battered at like every opportunity which is kind of what i expected because i was only a little fella um and i was staring down the barrel of a fucking beastman's not not barrel you know that kind of thing yeah. Like, yeah and i was like yeah i'm probably gonna get like be up here sick. which is kind of cool um that's the only opportunity i've had to play it i've got the old school first edition book wow. um which is um i've never played it because reading through the rules it was i think it's a bit too um what would you you call it it's just a bit too much for me like we've like yeah singing stats and all that i'm like yeah i give that a pass so it's interesting though
2: because you you're saying you know you're going back to play eighth edition fantasy and you like that aesthetic and you like your rank and file and then the old woof up you're going nah it's not for me
1: no, yeah, it's, I just it's twee. I think I was I'm, It's right, too twee right. for me. It, right. I again like I play Second Edition Shadowrun with my dad and all that. Yeah, and I do like that, but again for me, um, I'd rather play fifth because the the rules are in my head. I know I, I'm like a proper rules dude, me, and in my head the rules work better for that game, and then. And op- but my dad was saying, yeah, but it's not Shadowrun because it's set in 2077 or whatever instead of 2055. I was like, just yeah. set it in 2055, then in your head, can <laughs> you just like, can you not make that like mental jump? And that's what I think for like a lot of things, you can kind of make that, um, you can apply the rules, but just keep the setting the same. But that's one thing right. in Warhammer Fantasy Battle, the actual tabletop game, that you can't do because it's not the same as Age Sigma. Um, but right. yeah. That, that that's the kind of thing I was thinking for Warhammer fantasy battles. Like, sorry, Warhammer fantasy battles. Some Warhammer fantasy roleplay. Jesus, um, is that you? Kind of like you can kind of take that thing from the eighties. Not the rule set though, because that's like it's way too much for me. Um, but then use those like quite cut down rules of fourth edition instead. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. I don't know. So have you never
2: been tempted to get into those kind of halfway house games like Warhammer Quest or Warcry, or
1: you know, it's got a little bit more skirmish and narrative to it. I think we played Mordheim quite a bit with my brother and me and Paolo. What's that thing called with the with all the cards and that? Um, oh, is it Warcraft? Um, Underworld. Underworld. We played that on our dinner break because we worked together. I uh, used to work together. We played yeah. that quite a bit. Um, but that's just one of them things where like it's just out of necessity, isn't it? Like we want to play some games and like you're busy, aren't you? so you just play them little games. And I don't, yeah, I don't mind them. I've, I've not played much to be, much of that stuff to be honest because I'd rather just play a, a 500 point game or Warmer because you've got all the gear for it in it. So because yeah. um, they are different games at the end of the day and like I've, if you've got a taste of something then just play that like don't 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 say yourself short just play it yeah fair play good advice man what about you i've used i've used dabbled in them games recently then
2: I, I mean I, I picked up underworlds when it first, first came out and to be honest it was a bit the, the competitive element was was baked into the game so i i yeah i didn't really enjoy it and to be honest underworlds is very competitive they, they kind of brought that out uh, with the idea of repeating seasons and, and going into the, the whole tournament thing so I mean it was it was designed like that yeah yeah so I mean you can the competitive lists and stuff and they're, they're constantly FAQing it and putting bands in and stuff like that and um, so they treat them more like magic really that the whole Underworlds thing.
1: Oh Jamie when you mentioned magic what about <laughs> the new magic set?
2: Yeah, they are oh, Warhammer you, and
0: Magic now, aren't they, or something? Oh,
2: we, we haven't got time to get into Magic, man. Like, do you know what? We haven't even talked about Magic on any of the episodes we've done yet. And, and once I opened the floodgates, so, <laughs> I, I, so you're fine.
1: Yeah, I, you've got
2: you've got all I, the cards and all that. oh mate. Oh, well, I used to I used to sell more Magic than I sold anything else. Um, honestly, mad. But anyway, um, yeah, played a little bit of Underworlds, but I just you know because some of those little games GW were doing like Warcry and, and Underworld, small model count lovely models, you know, a bit more of an old world feel about a few of them. I, I'm surprised they don't, uh, they don't tickle your fancy.
1: It's just one of those things of like, if I've got time to play somewhere, I'd want to play uh, 40k or one of my fancy battles. Like, yeah. um, Especially because I don't work with Palo anymore. Like I can't just go on my dinner break and play. I've got you've got to go to someone's house and it's like a big thing in it. So then just make it like a big thing. Get like a takeaway or make right. breakfast or yeah. whatever, and then fucking yeah. just make a day of it. Just chill, man. That's what it's all about in it. At the end of the day, you just yeah, want to yeah. chill, your buds. I
2: with <laughs> that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I, I would I would definitely give him a go. I think it, we we were gonna play Necromunda, um, but I think that's more of a thing where like it's like that role play thing mixed with the Warmer thing, like. You know, yeah. way of like not not seasons, but yeah, that kind of like um, weekly thing uh, of like a campaign is it sounds pretty cool to me. But again, that's one of them things where I'd I'd like to play that as not just me and him, but with other people because yeah. I think that's best as like a like a widely shared experience as opposed yeah, to yeah, like sure. on, on a micro. I microphone agree. If, if you're lucky enough to get eight
2: people in on a on a Necromunda campaign, then then it, then it's really going to take off, you know. And, and I realize at the minute
1: that's almost impossible. So. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Unless you play on TTS or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I want to ask you about that at a later date as well, man. Because I'm, I'm just, yeah, it's yeah. all right. I've, I've, um,
1: had, I've had some shocking experiences on it, though, with like actual <laughs> f- pieces of shit of human beings. So.
0: I can imagine, yeah, I can imagine. But in terms of uh, Warhammer Fantasy role-playing, if we get a game going over Zoom or something, you fancy coming to join in with us? Let's
1: do it, man. Yeah. I'm, not the, I'm not the best role-player, but um, I'd, I'd definitely give it a go. We've been playing uh, um with the FMIPG crew, and, that, and yeah, it's, that's been decent over Zoom.
2: Oh, you playing that esoteric thing that you that your dad's playing? He was telling us about it. Sounds really yeah. good, eh? Yeah,
1: okay, the rule set's cool. It's very uh, is it called AD like AD and D, like kind of old school. Like, I think he's nearly died about three times because he's the only <laughs> only one who ever gets shot. at. But when you get hit, you get hit, kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I, cool, I like cool. that kind of like you know the criminal element of role playing games as well. It just adds yeah. a bit
2: extra, doesn't it?
1: But yeah,
2: it's... Yeah. playing the bad guys—is that what you're saying? You like to play a bad guy.
1: That's it yeah. in it. You want to, you want to be the bad guys.
0: Come on. Yeah, man. It's always the best game. <laughs> Come on, you play, play the bad guys for sure. Yeah, there you
1: go, yeah. Same with Shadowrun. That's why I like Shadowrun because you like you view yourself as a good guy, but like you're such a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, even the criminals. Dude, yeah, dude, man, yeah, man. Man. yeah,
1: isn't it? It's yeah. Sick. All right, man. Well, um, I realise
2: we're almost out of time, so I'll uh, I'll thank you for coming on and chatting. Just for
1: it, I'm surprised you even uh, you, you even invited me. <laughs> our, fucking, our podcast is such a shambles. I can't even speak half the time. Uh,
2: I enjoy it, man. I'm not gonna lie, I, and I'm not just saying it because you're yeah, here. I enjoy it. So yeah,
1: I'm like. yeah. I, I'm always like proper blown away when people say that. I'm like, we just talk, we just talk at each other about what we've been doing, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just thankful people listen to it to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, cheers, lads. I love your podcast as well. It's going, it's going well. How are you finding it? It's, it's a weird experience, isn't it? it is every day is a school day isn't it so
0: yeah man yeah definitely learning things as we go we're kind of uh treading on new ground every every time we do something we're figuring it out for the first time but it's a lot of fun and we've already made a bunch of new friends just through it and stuff yeah so that's that's the that's the best bit about man. it isn't yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. you've already got the gear i'm not on webcam but i can see you've all geared up and like you've got like professional microphones and all such <laughs> oh, oh yeah <laughs> I've <got a> t- <laughs> all the gear no idea <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll shoot off then, lads uh, enjoy all the right. rest of the show uh, take it easy no, so right, thank you so much for alive. joining mate Bye-bye. Have Bye-bye. A nice afternoon. Too, so,
2: uh, well that that was uh that was lovely of him I, I enjoyed that
0: yeah i really enjoyed that man it's always nice to speak to uh connor and uh yeah. get a fresh perspective on that kind of thing man for sure for sure and
2: do you know what it is but well, obviously having listened to dungeon punks for quite a while and then listening to uh, uh, middle earth crisis which is you know for people who aren't familiar is a bit of a dungeon punk spin-off um I actually find it easier to listen to Middle Earth Crisis because, a, I really enjoy that hobby aspect of it anyway. And and you don't you don't get loads of that in Dungeon Punks. You do get it in bits and pieces, of course you do, and it's part of a, you know, it's one of the many flavors that makes the you know the special brew that is Dungeon Punks. But with Middle <laughs> Earth Crisis, it, it's it's purely all about that hobby. So I'm I'm zoned into it all the time. You know, I'm kind of listening to it and I'm getting a lot out of it. And also, it's a lot easier just to listen to two people.
0: True. Yeah. Very true um i think it was part of the mission statement with what we're doing here as well isn't it it's it's yeah. it's a lot easier to follow conversations and it's a lot easier to stay on topic with certain things yeah um yeah and it's great to hear especially paolo knows loads about painting and uh, like the, the practical elements of not just applying the yeah. paint to the models but keeping your paints and stuff like that and that's always really yeah. interesting to hear about actual advice on the hobby, yeah. you know.
2: So anyone who's not just into it but also enjoys, you know, the paint and model inside of it or whatever could do far worse than go over and check out Middle Earth Crisis. So we'll, I'll be posting about it and, and, and putting a link to their uh, their podcast in, in, in the Instagram and we'll, we'll push them on Discord and stuff as so. well.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, check those guys out as well. Check out um, Dungeon Punks. I'm sure... Uh, long-time listeners at this point will have heard us talk about them a little bit we're friends aren't we let's put it that way i don't know stay tuned for for more stuff we're going to have connor back on in the future probably try and get paolo on as well to talk some more about painting and the hobby yeah, side of it nice
2: nice to get the pair of them on i think next time and uh and and get them to do it you know and oh I, like I, like I like that yeah, i like that idea. increase the the head count in the in the meeting
0: yeah, I like that. Okay, so next time then we'll get uh will be a full um, convergence between HEF and MEC, and we'll try and get them all together for That's uh it.
2: yeah the stars will align. The
0: stars will align. Well, uh, thank you very much for the episode, as always, Jamie. It was, it was a pleasure. Yeah, nice. We'll see you next time. Stay hydrated, guys. Thank you.